Toledo. 1948, the year Israel was established. Imagine the turmoil in the British Mandate of Palestine that has been ongoing for three decades. The United Nations Partition Plan has now given the majority of the mandate to a minority of immigrants. For the Palestinians, their greatest fear has come through, the loss of their land. For Jews, there is the culmination of a centuries-old aspiration, but uncertainty at the same time of whether it will last, and if so, for how long and in what form. How did American domestic politics after World War II affect U.S. attitudes toward Palestine and Israel? How did Cold War anxieties lead to American condemnation of Israeli and Western encroachments in parts of the Middle East? And how did 1967 become known as the second catastrophe for Arabs and the second miracle for Jews? From the Toledo Society, I'm Professor Saeed Khan, and this is 1400 OMG your guide to what the hell happened in modern Muslim history. In this series, we look into the key events in the Muslim world over the past two centuries and dig deep into some of the root causes of the situation many find themselves in today. Over the next few episodes, we will dive deeply into the events that led to the formation of the State of Israel. Together, we will understand the roots of the Palestine-Israel conflict and understand the history of this important region of the Muslim world. The end of the British Mandate. As the British quit their mandate in 1947, civil war broke out in the region. The Israelis began to acquire arms and build their forces. They attacked various targets around their lands to assert their authority. In 1948, the United Nations mediator Firk Bernadotte was assassinated in Jerusalem by Lehi terrorists. Arab forces, both from within Palestine and from neighboring countries, joined the conflict to fight against the Jewish insurgents. Civilians were not spared. In April of 1948, the Deir Yassin massacre occurred, where 120 Ergun and Lehi terrorists stormed a village of 600 Palestinians and slaughtered approximately 110 villagers, including women and children. The leader of the Ergun at the time, although not at the raid, was Menachem Begin. Begin would become Prime Minister of Israel in 1977. The massacre was condemned by another Israeli terrorist group, the Haganah, and by the two chief rabbis of the Palestine Mandate, who delivered an apology to King Abdullah of Jordan, which was rebuffed by the monarch. On May the 15th, 1948, David Ben-Gurion declared Israel an independent state and was to become its first Prime Minister. While Israel indeed declared independence in May of 1948, formal recognition by the international community was now a high priority. President Harry S. Truman was in a very tight re-election campaign in 1948 against a popular opponent, the governor of New York State, Thomas Dewey. New York was the largest state by population and therefore had a disproportionate influence on the election. It was also home to the strongest pro-Israel population. Truman's White House counsel, Clark Clifford, serving as his domestic advisor, was so concerned about Truman's election prospects that he threatened to resign if Truman did not come out strongly in favor of recognizing the state of Israel. He was fearful that Truman could lose New York State in the November elections. After all, the governor from that state was his opponent. Truman was getting advice from the State Department at the same time that recognition of Israel 
would not only be unproductive, but counterproductive to U.S. policy interests in the region, especially when it came to Saudi Arabia and the other oil states. Ultimately, Truman did defeat Dewey, but in an extremely close race. Israel declared independence on May the 15th, 1948. It immediately applied to the United Nations for recognition. At the time, President Truman and the United States gave them de facto recognition, but not by law. Along with the United States, several other countries did in fact recognize Israel, including Iran, Guatemala, Iceland, Nicaragua, Romania, and Uruguay. On May the 17th, the Soviet Union gave Israel de jure recognition, meaning by law, along with the Soviet Union, Poland, Czechoslovakia, Yugoslavia, Ireland, and South Africa followed suit. On January the 31st, 1949, after the first Israeli elections, the United States finally gave de jure recognition. In March of that year, the UN Security Council held a vote with the majority voting in favor of Israel. In May 1949, the UN General Assembly held yet another vote. Again, the majority voted in favor of recognizing Israel's independence. The Arab countries in the region were unanimous in their rejection of this vote, as well as the grounds under which Israel had gained its independence. Not a single Arab country recognized it diplomatically. And as a result, while Israel was gaining recognition within the international community, it was becoming isolated within its own region. The Arab strike back. On September 18, 1948, a mere three months after Israel declared its independence, Egypt entered Gaza to occupy it. The Arab League proclaimed an all-Palestine government for the area, one that was recognized by Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, Yemen, Saudi Arabia, and Iraq, but not Jordan. No country outside the Arab League recognized it. They all had their own passports, but no Egyptian citizenship. Jordan annexed the area west of the Jordan River as the West Bank, while the area to the east of the river was Jordan. But people living in the West Bank were granted Jordanian citizenship. Despite Arab administration now governing Gaza and the West Bank, the weakness of the Arabs and their lack of a coherent strategy led to an impasse in the ability to improve the lives of the Palestinians. The stalemate lasted until 1956. In 1956, Egyptian President Gamal Abdel Nasser nationalized the Suez Canal, owned until this point by the British. He had grown increasingly frustrated at Western efforts to block aid to Egypt, aid that he needed desperately in order to improve the infrastructure of the country. In October of 1956, Britain, France, and Israel coordinated an attack to seize the Suez Canal from Egypt. Israel invaded the Sinai Peninsula, and before things could escalate, President Eisenhower intervened and forced Israel to retreat and forced the British and the French to withdraw their support that they were going to provide for Israel, both directly and indirectly. The United States was concerned about an increase and intensification of Soviet interest and involvement within the Middle East. While Nasser was successful in thwarting the efforts of the British, the French, and the Israelis, he was unsuccessful in helping to bring about any kind of change regarding the Palestinians. For 1400 OMG, this is Professor Saeed Khan, your guide to what the hell happened in modern Muslim history. Toledo.